Today, on another episode of Mindfulness Through Music, we're here today with the legendary Mr. Charles Campbell of Memphis, Tennessee, world-renowned saxophonist. And uh, it's just an honor to have an opportunity to speak with this this brother. He has inspired so many and shared information with so many. Mr. Charles Campbell, thank you for so much for stopping by Mindfulness Through Music today. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Let's talk about you. Memphis, Tennessee. T- tell me, tell me, what was growing up like in Memphis? What, what what stands out most about your mind growing up in Memphis? Well, Memphis is a place where uh, music is flowing, music is is plentiful. Uh, you have to make your own uh, type of music that you would like to be. Mostly, music around here is soul music, or it's going to be something that's going to be about stacks or we talking about Motown, mostly soul music. You know, yes. it's called it soul music because it was so soulful. Yes, sir. It comes from the soul, the heart, yes, you know, and uh, we got so many things that we have going here in Memphis that uh, it's about music. We got the studios of stacks. We got Willie Mitchell's studio, which is uh, Cream High. Uh, now it's called a Royal Studio, and uh, we have a lot of things going with the music business. Uh, should be a whole lot more than what it is because they really the people that that are here in Memphis don't really support Memphis musicians like they should. Yes, sir. So uh, we don't get a lot. We don't get a chance to get out, and uh, they don't publicize or they don't. Uh, do a lot of things about, uh, you know, videos and different things. But what I have uh, to say about uh, people like Johnny Taylor um, and Mr. You say uh, Bobby Blue Bland, and uh, you're talking about Mr. Eric King, Little Milton, my family person, yes, sir. my cousin, and. Uh, you know, I know quite a few musicians because I worked with these people before and I got introduced to people like Kimball Funches and a lot, yes, sir. a lot of more people. Yes, sir. So, uh, uh, I, you know, I really, I, I grew to learn to appreciate music. My dad was a guitarist. Yes, sir. And he played with gospel groups and he played a few, them, uh, you know, uh, them gigs up in them, uh, you know what they uh, what they call the juke joint. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Uh, he did a lot of juke joint and uh, stuff like that on the side. But really, if you look at it, I, my love come from Hank Crawford came by to a rehearsal. And when I heard him play the saxophone, my dad was teaching me guitar. I could play a little bit, you know. I mean, I could play a little bit now, but I, I really, my heart went to. That's where I really am with the saxophone. Yes. You know, and uh, I started learning to play. I listened to stuff and try to, you know, emulate what I heard, try to play it back. I was going to be a tape recorder for all the things that I heard. Yes, sir. So what I need to do is get start to learning what to do with my talent, how to form a professional sound. Yes, and uh, I had the talent to play fast when I was just getting, everybody would tell me, man, you can play so fast. How did you get that that quick? 
Well, the Lord gave it to me. Yes, sir. See, and I was blessed with it and uh, with a blessed gift like that. I had to try to use it and do it to the best of my ability because I want to share it with other people. I went to school, at good school, Manassas High School. Manassas High School. And uh, had one of the best band directors in the nation and all over through the world, Mr. Emerson Abel Jr. Oh, Emerson Abel. Yeah. And uh, I had, uh, in college, I went to uh, Russ College in Holly Springs. Yes, sir. And he was also an offspring of Manassas, the band director down at Holly Springs, down at Rust, was Sylvester Oliver. Sylvester Oliver. So, um, you know, we didn't have a, a lot, because they didn't do a lot of uh, pop music and um, R&B, jazz, and stuff like that. They had a little jazz group up there. We're down there in Mississippi. But we didn't get a chance to play uh, a lot of, you know, good stuff like that. Stuff that I, so I met a lady, my girlfriend, I ain't gonna call her name. Yes, sir. But uh, her mother was pretty. Yes, yes. Let me, let me call you right back, Jenny. Um, okay. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it's James Jackson, the bass player. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Let yeah. me ask you this. Oh. So, when you did the, um, you had a chance to, to experience that with Mr. Emerson Abel. Uh -huh. Then on top of that, you did, uh, you were playing with Mr. Milton Campbell yeah. before you uh, finished high school. Yeah. Then you went to Syracuse. Yeah. After transitioning um, through Syracuse, at what point did you play with uh, Mr. Albert King? Uh, I think uh, it was like... Uh, Hey, puppy. Hey, little puppy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> hey. Just fine. How are yeah, you all yeah. doing? Okay. Wait a minute. Is yeah, dog. Come on, Corey. Look at Hey, wait a minute. Is that you? Yeah, that's my daughter. That's Sierra. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, no, 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 no. Yeah, you you trying to throw it back on me now, eh? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, snap. So, when, anyway. so when you did Mr. Emerson Abel, Mr. <laughs> Milton Campbell. Did you see him recording? Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, take And so uh, I chose this school was right down the street. My girl was from Syracuse. So I chose Syracuse to go to because I was staying from here to the corner down there from the school. I lived on the same, on South Cross Avenue, and I lived right down the street. And uh, I So you were that close to, to Syracuse University? Yeah, right down the street from me. And uh, so once I started going to school there, you know, uh, I was uh, off and on uh, having thoughts about my home. 
you know, I stopped wanting to come. I want to go home. You were missing home. Yeah, I was missing home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it had a lot of things going on. And, uh, you know, it was pretty tough. <laughs> you know, they had some real hard things. People getting killed and all that stuff. And I want to go to my house. I want to go home. Yes. So I left them up there, you know. I stayed up there for like a, like a year and eight months. A year and eight months? Uh-huh. Okay, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to, when you, you mentioned in your childhood and your dad was a musician. Mm -hmm. So what was the interest that made you find your idea on a saxophone when you, you decided that? You said earlier, it, I'm going to play like I got something to say on the horn. So what was it, that moment that made you want to be in music? It, it came through a passion. Uh, I kept hearing these guys that could play coming around me. They could really play. And they really were good at playing uh, sentimental stuff. And, and uh, I loved the way they played, they, you know, the solos that they played. And, uh, and I could feel it, yes. you know. And everything that they played, I could hear it, and I go back. I said, I'm gonna try to see if I can do that on my horn. Yes. So, uh, you know, at the time I didn't have my own horn. It was a school horn, and it was yes. pretty messed up. You yes, know, sir. I was trying to get get to play, and I didn't care about what it, you know, about it being broke up and stuff. But I actually, man, learned how to play on a horn that had rubber bands on it. So. Uh -huh. so you know what I'm saying? I was poor, you know. My family was real poor. My dad was a scuffling musician, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just tried to make the best of everything. I got to the uh, my junior year in high school. Yes. And little Milton came through with his bus from yes. Chicago. Yes. And uh, he heard me playing out there on the porch. You know, see him and my older brother, they were tight because my, my older brother, you know, he could drive. He would drive a bus for him sometimes. Yes. So he came by looking for my older brother. And I was on the porch playing my horn. He heard me. So he asked me, could I, did I think my mama would let me play? I said, I don't know. You had to go in there and ask my mama. <laughs> so yes. he said, well, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to have you back for school, you know, and everything. So, yes. hey, uh, I played my first gig with Milton. Uh, was uh, about the last month of school when I was getting ready to go to the 12th grade. Yeah, Lil Milton Campbell, yeah, the Lil blues up legend. Right. Yes. And uh, after that, I uh, I started, uh, you know, learning. He waited for me to get out of school and everything. I started learning blues songs. I started learning how to play. I could hear well. Yes, sir. You know, so, uh, you know, I got to learning how to do those blues songs and stuff like that. And I stayed, I missed the first semester of, of starting uh, my classes down at Russ because I was on the road with Lil Milton. Yes. And uh, after I decided that I wanted to get, you know, education, you know, and learn, I stopped working with Milton. And I started going to school down at Rust. And uh, like I said, you know, ended up, I was down there like two years and, uh, Really, um, my girl was graduating. Yes. And I was a, uh, I was like a sophomore in college. And she uh, 
she asked me if I wanted to come to New York that summer. Yes. And I went to New York with her. Yeah, so, so that was the beginning of your yeah, studies at uh, yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. That's great. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So, when you went out the first time in high school and you were playing with Lil' Milton, yeah. what did that look like? How did you feel had Manassas prepared you Man, we, to be able to express yourself on we, home? We what played, did you feel like? Well, being honest, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Emerson Abel, we played. We were the cats that played uh, all that stuff on that whole Shaft album. Yes, sir. We played gotcha. that for him to hear what it sounded yes. like before they put it on the record. Yes, sir. Our high school band <laughs> played all of that stuff, every song on there. Do de 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 do do de de we played all of that stuff like that yeah. and Shaft you know, yes. you know. listeners da -da, if you will da -da, Cougar da -da, Mr. Emer yeah. Emerson Abels uh -huh. just so you will know so Mr. Abels had his band students yeah. as a teachable moment to yeah. play what he had arranged and composed yeah. to be yeah. on the on the Shaft yeah, so project yeah, with Mr. So, Isaac Hayes so That's he could get to see how it's going That's so we played all of that you know I was in a I was in an all star band uh, we played uh, against schools like Ridgeway. Yes. Uh, you know, all the, the big name schools out of Memphis. Germantown High School. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, the ones like, uh, uh, they had another uh, a good high school out of uh, Germantown that, uh, that they, they went overseas and played. Uh, they went to, uh, did some stuff uh, and we, we were supposed to have been did the tour, but uh, we, we didn't have the money. Yes, uh, they played over in Switzerland, and they had a good band. And, uh, you know, George Coleman was, was a guy, tenor player. Yeah. Yes. George Coleman was uh, coming to the school and uh, was hanging out with us and letting us learn stuff, you know, and listening to him and playing. Uh, Never did see Frank Strogers, but once or twice. But uh, when George was over there, we was getting a chance to see Andrew Love and all of them would come because George was there. Yes. You know, and uh, man, I had a lot of, I had a lot of good things that came from being at uh, Manassas. Today, on another episode of Mindfulness Through Music, we're here today with the legendary Mr. Charles Campbell of Memphis, Tennessee, world-renowned saxophonist. And uh, it's just an honor to have an opportunity to speak with this this brother. He has inspired so many and shared information with so many. Mr. Charles Campbell, thank you for so much for stopping by Mindfulness Through Music today. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Let's talk about you. Memphis, Tennessee. T tell, me, tell me what was growing up like in Memphis. What, what, what stands out most about your mind growing up in Memphis? Well... Memphis is a place where uh, music is fluent, music is, is plentiful. Uh, you have to make your own uh, type of music that you would like to be. Mostly music around here is soul music, or it's going to be something that's going to be about stacks, or we're talking about Motown. Mostly soul music, you know. Yes. It's called it soul music because it was so soulful. Yes, sir. It comes from the soul, the heart, yes, you know. And uh, we got 
so many things that we have going here in Memphis that uh, it's about music. We got the studios of Stax. We got Willie Mitchell's studio, which is uh, Cream High. Yes. Uh, now it's called Aurora Studio. Royal Studio. And uh, we have a lot of things going with the music business. Uh, should be a whole lot more than what it is because they really the people that that are here in Memphis don't really support Memphis musicians like they should. Yes, sir. So uh, we don't get a lot. We don't get a chance to get out, and uh, they don't publicize or they don't. Uh, do a lot of things about uh, you know videos and different things but what I have uh, to say about uh, people like Johnny Taylor um, and Mr. you say uh, Bobby Blue Bland and uh, you're talking about Mr. Eric King Little Milton is my family person yes sir. my cousin and uh, you know, I know quite a few musicians because I worked with these people before and I got introduced to people like Kimball Funches and a lot, yes, sir. A lot of more people. Yes, sir. So, uh, uh, I, you know, I really, I, I grew to learn to appreciate music. My dad was a guitarist. Yes, sir. And he played with gospel groups and he played fugitive, them, uh, you know, uh, them gigs up in them, uh, you know what they uh, what they call the juke joint. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Uh, he did a lot of juke joint and uh, stuff like that on the side. But really, if you look at it, I, my love come from Hank Crawford came by to a rehearsal. And when I heard him play the saxophone, my dad was teaching me guitar. I could play a little bit, you know. I mean, I could play a little bit now, but I, I really, my heart went to. That's where I really am with the saxophone. Yes. You know, and uh, I started learning to play. I listened to stuff and try to, you know, emulate what I heard, try to play it back. I was going to be a tape recorder for all the things that I heard. Yes, sir. So what I need to do is get start to learning what to do with my talent, how to form a professional sound. Yes, and uh, I had the talent to play fast when I was just getting, everybody would tell me, man, you can play so fast. How did you get that that quick? Well, the Lord gave it to me. Yes, sir. See, and I was blessed with it and uh, with a blessed gift like that. I had to try to use it and do it to the best of my ability because I wanted to share it with other people. I went to school, at good school, Manassas High School. Manassas High School and uh, had one of the best band directors in the nation and all over through the world, Mr. Emerson Abel Jr. Oh, Emerson Abel! Yeah, and uh, I had, uh, in college, I went to uh, Russ College in Holly Springs. Yes, sir. And he was also an offspring of Manassas. The band director down at Holly Springs, down at Rust, was Sylvester Oliver. Sylvester Oliver. So, uh, so at what point did you meet and start performing with Mr. Albert King? Yeah. Uh, I started after Albert uh, came through to some shows and he played and performed at some shows where we were doing 
I was working with little Milton. And uh, I had to, uh, what, it, what it was, he, he asked me uh, if I was gonna stay and play uh, with him that night. And I told him that uh, Milton was gonna pull out in a little bit. So they got to fussing and arguing a little bit. <laughs> and uh, Milton told him, said, well, well, you must gonna bring him on back to Memphis. Alice said, hey man, I'm gonna bring him back if he, if he gonna come up here. I won't bring him back wherever he won't go. So they left me there. I started working with Albert King. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was working with Albert uh, for uh, 15 years. So let me ask you this, man. When we listen to Albert King's music, Mr. Albert King, I got to call him Mr. Albert King. Yeah. So when you're working, working with Mr. Albert King and you hear these records on the radio mm -hmm. and you knew what they meant, you know what they're playing. So with your style of playing and you added so much to what was already happening in a powerful situation with Mr. King, mm -hmm. what was going through your mind as you reflect now on how you played the horn and when you were playing in the field and everything working, you had to be doing something right. You stayed with Mr. King for 15 years. What was that like as you reflect on your playing style and how you added a lot to what he was doing? Um, well, first of all, Mr. Ever King had his show uh, where that he had recordings so you could listen. He wanted his show the same way every time. He was repetitious, but that's all in playing music. It's supposed to be repetitious. A lot of people say they get tired of hearing the same thing. Well, you get tired of hearing music then. You know, so, because uh, music, all music is repetitious. You know, but once you get to a certain level, repetition ain't gonna be that long because you're gonna start to put in different patterns that you're tired of hearing. You're gonna, you're gonna swap them out with something different. So, yes. you know, we, we all have our own uh, up here and in here. So we in have the mind our own, and in the heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. So we have, we have things that we do, you know, when I hear you play, uh, when I hear Kimmel Funches, I, 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 hear, I hear the same one I was hearing back when he first started coming around in uh, 1980s, you know, saying back then in the 80s. And I say, well, you know, he done got to be a man now. I ain't nothing I can do with him now. He's just, he done got too tough for me. And uh, I just really, what you hear me playing, most of it came from, uh, it's a guy, Wilton Feldner, with, Wilton the, Feldner. With, with, with the Crusaders. Wilton Feldner. I loved his style and uh, Cannonball Adderley on the alto was my man. And uh, George Coleman, uh, Frank Strogers, uh, Andrew Love, yes. uh, all these guys that I stood beside and played. Yes. You know, uh, they, uh, their style went into me, but it just didn't stay. My soul came out Yes. when I started playing my own stuff, my own solos. Yes. yes. See, it went down in my soul. Yes. It went way down in there. Yes, sir. It come out with my style. Yeah. So 
you know, when they said that I sound like somebody else, uh, I don't know how that could happen because it's coming out of my, it, it come all the way out of my soul. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I can feel it. I love it. I can I feel it. it. Let me ask you this. You mm. touched on something early. Mm. You said that when you're playing with people and the people say they get tired of hearing the same thing. Yeah. To me, you just brought it around to what, what I like to talk about yeah. with my students when we're yeah. in band and we're learning. Mm -hmm. We talk about the importance of focusing, yeah. following directions, being yeah. relaxed, right. being mindful. Those are right. skill sets that when you're playing an instrument mm. or you're on a bandstand, those yeah. skill sets are so important. Oh, yes. And as we do them daily in a situation, we get stronger. Yeah. So when you're practicing, could you share with us real quick how important focus is for you? The main thing is and your weaknesses and the stuff that you want to get where that you want to be prepared. Uh, ain't no situation where you can't learn if you want to prepare yourself for it. You just keep on, keep on going. You might not be where you want it to be, but you're going to at least be decent enough to come on the stage and use that. See, like that. now you have to have to be able to uh, feel and see where you want to go once you get started on learning these patterns. Yes. You know, uh, they got plenty of books with yeah. patterns in them. Yes, sir. But they're, they're, they're not you, yes. you know. Yes. And you, you have to feel it a certain way. Yes. You know, I mean, you might uh, see inside you, inside your body, is something that's different from nobody else got it. It's something that everybody have their own. When the Lord gave it to us, he gave you something that I ain't got. And a lot of people, they just sit up and they moan and they, you know, cry and think about, oh, I want to be like, you know, what's wrong with it? You know what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? You're trying to be with somebody else. The Lord didn't give that to you to be like somebody else. So your experiences is, are going to be different from someone come else. Out, yeah. And your personality right. is going to come through your plane. Right. So it's important for you to be you. Right. Right. <laughs> and they see a whole, all that listening to uh, Dexter Gordon and all them people. You know, everybody want to everybody be like uh, uh, Freddie Hubbard and... You know, Miles, all the trumpet yes, players, yeah. Miles Davis and Freddie Hubbard. Everybody wanna wanna sound like that. No. Dizzy Gillespie, all yes. them cats. Yes. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Delonis Monk uh, uh, on Clifford the people. Brown, I got yeah, you. Clifford yes. Brown. Everybody wanna do what they hear somebody else do. But still, is there not any room left for who you are? Yes. Ain't you somebody? Yes. Didn't the Lord create another being? Yes. Other than all them cats there? Don't you fit? Yes. Why are you in the crowd that you just named? Yes. All them people that you tell about your name. Yeah, it's a little bit, little snippets from all of those different guys for yes. each, all of those different yes. uh, patterns and situations that you hear. Yes. It's always got to be some of you in there. Yes. See, because you can play like somebody all night. Rep you get repetitions of you playing like somebody all night and uh, stand up there and then you say, dude, say, well, is that not... Uh, Anything that you got to offer? Yeah. Yeah, you I just said what they said. What I do you have to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I understand that you listen to Miles and all of them. Yeah. But where, where are you? Can, you, like can you give me something that, that's coming out of, you know, out of here, I out like of your that. chest? I like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let give me ask you me. this. Huh? So when you talk about the, we, we, we identify that as being the, the social and emotional learning, the, yeah. 
being able to focus, concentrate, follow directions, be relaxed, yeah. be mindful. When you're on stage playing, Charles, there's a certain way that you play and say what you say. That, man, there is a feeling that comes through. Yeah. And you be, it's like you're burying your soul in your playing. So when you think about all of that and where you are today and with where you come from, whether it's playing blues, jazz, or gospel, how does that tie into who you are today? You know, uh, you see uh, a lady holding a little baby. Yes, sir. See how she wants to protect that little baby. Yes, sir. And, you know, she don't want the baby to fall or hurt herself. She, she want to take care of it the best that she can. Yes, well, sir. when you start to having thoughts and they real thoughts about your lesson. Yes. See, them lessons coming out of here. Yes. You want to protect them lessons. You want to keep them lessons, whether it, uh, you don't, you know, lose them or mess yes, them sir. off. Yes, sir. So what we got to do is we got to study in a way in which our memory banks keep us in a good way. But we got 25, 30 uh, different patterns. I mean, different ways to play one pattern. Yes, sir. You know, you know, you can take yes. it and make it make yes. it a different way. I'll change all the different ways. Yes. Well, long as you got your mind focused on what you're doing, you know, you might forget it for a minute, but you keep on thinking about, you know, what you, man, I just learned some stuff, man. I know I ain't done, I, I didn't forget it already. Yes. So what it is, is you had to go and refreshing yourself. Yes. Be sure that you put it in there where you know where it is. Yes. So what I do is when I'm trying to learn uh, something, well, I want to be something that, uh, I want to do something that I haven't done yes. and I figured it out and go fast and go slow and put it in the, in the middle, you know, uh, the uh, intermediate uh, speed or whatever. If I can play three notes and I can remember what those three notes are, yes. I might not get the right exact pattern that I was playing when yes. I was learning it, yes. but at least I know those three notes were the ones that I played. Yes. So what we had to do is concentrate and, uh, you know, be aware of what we're doing when we practice. I play the same pattern. might play in reverse, play, uh, go a little bit faster, slow it down a little bit. You know, practicing is something that if you want to rehearse or practice something, you want your tone. Yes. I don't care how fast you play something. You want to keep it still with a good tone. Yes. Where that you got your tone. Uh, you know, if you got that fat tone like that fat trumpet sound that you got, <laughs> you know, you try to keep that fat trumpet sound where you don't go too fast where you get out of key or you start to losing the intonation. Yes. See, you want to yes. try to train yourself and practicing yes. supposed to make you know, be aware your horn going out of tune. Yes. You can hear it. Yes. Yes. Everybody else don't hear that. Yes. But you heard it. You heard it. See, 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 everybody, you can play the same three notes in a solo all night long, but put it in different position and stuff. Yes. That's all really they do in a lot of bebop. Yes. You know, you know, you form three chords and then you play probably three or four, maybe four notes to each one of those chords, four or five notes, and speed it up and play the same three or four. Bop, bebop, bop, 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 bop. Bop, beep it up, bop, beep it up. You know, speed yeah. it up and keep on going until you get 
what you want to do. You know. Yes, yes, yes. See, you know, I'm going to say it the way you want to say yeah, it. Right. Can I ask you this? Mm-hmm. I think about when I was in college and I wanted to come out on the road and play. And I met you all on the bandstand with Mr. Johnny Taylor and the TaylorMade Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And that changed my my whole outlook on playing a trumpet, playing as a section, um, playing a solo if someone points to you and give you an opportunity to play a solo. I learned so much from you all um, about playing the horn, but more importantly, about life and good citizenship. Let me ask you this. You and I have stayed in contact through all of those years, mm-hmm. and, and I, you were a big brother to me then, and you're a big brother to me now. Let me ask you this. When you think of all of those moments we had on stage playing with Johnny, how patient you all were with me mm-hmm. as a young person, and you uh, all had that experience. Yeah. You saw I, I love what I did, yeah. but you all taught me how to how to fit in as a team. Yeah. It's not all about you, young blood. You come on in here. This is what we got to accomplish together. <laughs> yeah. And after we accomplish this together as a horn section, we got to bag up Mr. Johnny Taylor along right. with his rhythm section. Right. You get it? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When you think about those days and you think about today, the way you're still playing, what is that one thing that still motivates you to keep growing in terms of the way you play? Because you, 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 you had it back then. Yeah. And you're still relevant now. Mm-hmm. What is the one thing that continues to motivate you about what you do and your God-given talent? Well, if you look at what you just said, God gave it to me. Yes, sir. Only he can take it away. Yes, sir. If I want to keep it and I stay on the right side of the Lord, it'll be with me until I'm gone. Yes, sir. See, because you look at all them guys that's leaving him. They still got it. Yes. They still had it before they, before they left him. Yes, sir. And they still can play for him. They still can play. They still sound like the, still sounded like the peoples that we, you know, that we had so much respect for, or that we, you know, that was here and playing. Because you don't lose that, Kimball. Yes. You don't lose that. You got too much pride to let yourself be standing up there playing a bunch of notes out of tune and uh, not knowing what you're doing. Yes. Gun guy come telling me, C sharp. I saw that's Alba King's favorite key. Yes. You know, yes. so I done yes. played that key. Yes. Uh-uh-uh. Uh, D sharp, I said, man, you ain't talking about number E flat. Yes. You know, yes. that ain't no hard key. Yes. Well, 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 well which key hard for you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. It's yeah, interesting it's you not, said that. It's yeah. interesting you said that. Yeah. I remember remember when we all studying at Jackson State yeah. and there were a team of us that come out along with the guys from East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never will forget the guys from East St. Louis, Lincoln High School. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys, when they heard you play, they said, oh, my God, man. Did you hear that guy? He's cold in all blues keys. They was like, man, he's cold in all keys. It doesn't yeah. matter what key the blues is. Yeah. And when we went back to jazz band that Monday, that's what they were telling everybody. Oh, really? uh, Carvel Hall, uh, uh, Rufus Harvey, mm-hmm. uh, Russell Gunn, yeah. Earl Bell. Yeah. And then we had Lou Mark Gully um, on bass trombone would come out sometimes from East St. Louis. And then Lou right. Mark Gully yeah. w- would, would be there. Reggie Gully on bass trombone. Then we had Lou Mark Gully from Mobile, Lola's brother. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he come out and they were talking about how, man, 
They were talking about you. They were like, man, that, that man on saxophone, man, he's cold in every blues key. It doesn't matter what key they're in. He sounds good. And that was funny. That always stuck with me about you. Man, I ain't never I ain't never heard none of them can't say nothing about they said me. It. They sure said it. That's why when you said it doesn't matter what key he calls up. Yeah. And Carvel and Earl Belt and all those guys, that's what they yeah. used to say. Yeah. Um, Robert Jeffrey, it was just funny. Yeah. You know, Tony Suggs and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny how they heard you and and related to the way you played. Yeah. So it spoke to them because they hear they're from Lincoln High School. They oh, heard yeah, all kind man. of plays. I know. Oh, this is what I wanted to tell you too. So in closing, what is the one thing right now that still encourages you? If, if you, what's the takeaway? If there was some young person who's starting out in music right now, what is that one thing you would want them to hear and hope that they get and it rests in their heart and it resonates in their heart and mind that you would share with them? What would that one thing be? Actually, it's to know who you are and what you have to offer what your purpose is in the music industry and who uh i mean actually what music is supposed to be for the entertainers you know what it is supposed to be to you who you are in it and how that you're supposed to use it to uh show uh well how you show appreciation for having a gift you share it with others that's you know Thank you so much, yeah. Mr. Charles yeah. Campbell. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Charles Campbell. If you can, Google Mr. Charles Campbell, if you will. Um, Memphis, Tennessee's own saxophonist, Mr. Charles Campbell. And, and see what the contributions have been and what they continue to be on the music scene. Once again, thank you for stopping by the Mindfulness Through Music podcast. Thank you for another opportunity. Thank you again, Mr. Charles Campbell. And remember, at Mindfulness Through Music, remember that when the expectation is great, great things happen. See you next time.